Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It is Wednesday, the 30th of September. It's the last day of September, Aaron. No. This is Aaron Vujink, my guest for the podcast for this week. And um, I don't know about you, Aaron, but I have been apple picking already uh, this year. Have you been apple picking yet? I haven't. You haven't been apple picking? Well, this, when the podcast is released, this will have been our last day of September, and I sure hope you've been out apple picking in September, because that's... Hopefully. When you're Normally, to I go with my grandma, but... Oh, yeah. I don't know. She takes you to apple fields or, or apple orchards? Like apple or fields, and then we, like, pull a cart around, like... Okay. Fields. And do you guys get, like, donuts and cider and stuff? Mm. Sometimes we get cider. Yep. Cider is really good. It is good. Um, Aaron, today we are going to be reading Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about Isaiah? Let's see. I know Isaiah was a prophet. Okay. But Isaiah was a prophet. It's a good start. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. He was a prophet very he's a i mean he wrote a huge book yes and he's writing uh at this point he's writing before the big exile do you know anything about the exile the of judah babylonian exile no oh i'm tired (laughs) okay let me tell you the story can i tell you the story (laughs) yes okay once upon a time there was a nation named uh, Israel. You have Israel and Judah. Israel is to the north, Judah is to the south. Judah has Jerusalem, right? Uh, you know, Jerusalem is in Judah. Mm-hmm. You know this this far? And what happens is uh, there's a really powerful nation that rises up to the east of, of Judah and uh, called Babylon. And they attack Israel. They attack Judah because they want their land and they want their resources. And so they send an army and they lay siege to the whole temple, right? The, the whole city on the city on a hill. And they sack the temple and they take all their leaders, all of Jerusalem's best leaders, and they take them off to Babylon. I was just learning about that in Bible. Oh, really? Okay. Now so- I remember. Okay, so fill it in. Did I miss things or what what did I not say? So so I remember my teacher said like like a bunch of land or a bunch of like um different um lands wanted Israel and Judah because of their land. So they yes. kept going like to Babylon and it's to Syria and then it went to Greece and then it went to Egypt and Yep. Yeah, Persia's in there. Persia. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, the, that land 
the promised land is a very abundant farmland. It's beautiful. It's all full of like terraced farms, like vineyards and all kinds of things. So, so, so people, I mean, and to the east, it's all just desert. It's not a nice place to try to raise a city or a nation for that regard. But, but the whole, you know, it's called the Fertile Crescent is that whole area where Israel is and it's beautiful. So yeah, all the nations around them want it. Um, and it's a, it's a great political, you know, crossroads for like trading and stuff. Anyway, we're going to read Isaiah. That's why people wanted it. And uh, Isaiah is one of the prophets during that time who was warning people of what God was going to do and trying to make sense of, of the disaster by listening to God and telling God's people what God was saying about all this. So that's what's going on. Uh, would you mind if I read this for us? Sure, go ahead. All right. I'm going to be preaching this Sunday, by the way. And one of these passages I'm going to preach on, and I've been thinking about preaching for this one. I'm not sure. Maybe you could help me figure out what kind of sermon would be preached from this passage. <laughs> but. All right. Let me sing for my beloved, my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it, and he hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be it will be devoured. It will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but he saw bloodshed. Righteousness, but he heard a cry. So, Aaron, what do you hear in this passage? What's standing out to you? Is there a word or phrase, or does this remind you of anything? Um, well, what I did is I split the verse into two chunks. Okay. And the first, like, part that I uh, worked with was uh, one through four. And what I got out of it was just spending time and spend time making room and preparing for what's to come. Because hmm. the, the man spent all this time getting ready to put in, the, to put in a vineyard. Um, and then he earned um, wild grapes. And then, um, so then what happened is the man is God, obviously. And um, God didn't deserve the grapes that were bad because he spent all that time and energy making the vineyard but 
in five through seven, it says that even though the grapes were bad, which is the people and the men and women, God still loved them for how they were. Um, God is still sad when you sin against him, but um, he still loves you no matter what. Hmm. That's cool. Have you, Aaron, I mean, I think you're right. You've got this, God's telling a story as a, an image of how he feels about his people, right? That's basically right. what's going on. And he's saying, I set up this beautiful vineyard. I did everything I could to set you up for success. I like, I removed the stones. I chose the best vines. I had a watchtower and a wine vat. And like, I really wanted this to go well. And then it didn't go well. You know, you guys, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. It's like, it's like the Israelites. They made idols, like back in the verse, the first verse we did. Yes. And with Exodus. Exodus 20. Yes, coming through, Aaron. Bring it back to verses. Yes, yes. It's, it's like God tells them, don't do this. And they do it anyway. And God is like, why'd you do this? And God decides, well, I'm going to run you over. I'm going to trample you. I'm, I'm going to do all this stuff because I'm just disappointed in you. Yep. But yep. even through all of that, he still loves them. Yeah. That's cool. Have you ever, have you ever worked on a project or worked really hard on something and it didn't go the way you wanted it to? Um, I feel like sometimes like when we're at school and there's like those people that just say, okay, you do the work for me. It's like you end up doing all the work and they get the same amount of credit as you like. Oh, you're talking about like group projects? <laughs> like, like group projects or like, <laughs> like, because that happens too. Like you, you do group projects and then there's that one kid that's like, can you do this for me? And then you have to do up everything. Uh -huh. You spend all this time working on it uh -huh. and say that kid is like the bad one. And, and... <laughs> You end up doing everything you can for him, but him or her, but they don't turn out the way you wanted it to. Like, yeah. You end up doing all the work. Yeah. That can be really frustrating, right? Yes. Had that yeah. happen many times because I'm the smart child. And <laughs> always. <laughs> Which is just great because I do all the work. Uh -huh. And then... At the very end, when the teacher's like, did your groups do the same amount of work? I say, yeah. And then after class, I'm like, they did none of the work. <laughs> yeah, you, it makes you want to uh, let their fields be devoured, so yes. to speak. To go, you know what? You didn't put in the work here. I don't want to work with people like you. I'd rather just, I mean, Jesus kind of tells the disciples, do you remember in Luke 10 when he tells his disciples to go into a bunch of towns and villages and if people don't receive them just to wipe the dust off their feet? Do you remember that part? I think well, that's what so. Jesus says. He says, 
go into towns and villages and knock on their doors and tell them peace be with you and heal their sick, you know, work with them, eat with them, tell them the kingdom of God is near. But if they don't welcome you, you know, if they're the, you know, the bad group project member, um, just wipe the dust off your feet and walk away. You know, just cut ties with them and move on to the next house. Be like, well, you aren't doing the work. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do all of this by myself and not let you work on anything because you didn't want to in the beginning. Yeah, I think that's how God kind of feels with his people. He wants them to do justice. He wants them to do all, like you said, Exodus 20, all the commands. And he's like, this is what it means to be on a group project with me. If you want to be, if you want to have God in your, as a member of your group project team, you know, here's how we work together. You got to do the same amount of work. <laughs> you got to do the same amount of work. We're working together here. And you guys aren't pulling your end of the deal. Yeah. So I think I might just move on and choose some other people for my group. You know, that's not really how it works. Yeah. You get the group and you stick with the group, which isn't really good because. I know. God kind of feels stuck to him. He's covenanted with him, right? He's their beloved. That's verse one, right? My beloved. Mm -hmm. And I think God has covenanted. He's promised to these people he's going to stay with them. So he wants to leave the group. He wants to choose a new group. But he's promised that this is going to be his group. So he doesn't. I think God is kind of like confused. Why aren't my group members pulling their end of the deal? You know? And that's got to be really frustrating for God. I don't want to be that kind of group member with god you know what um, I mean? yeah and just like my favorite part of isaiah 5 and the seven verses was that verse 7 which um says like the vineyard of the lord almighty is the house of israel and the men of judah are the garden of his delight. And when he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed for righteousness, but he heard cries of distress. So God, like I said, God is sad when you sin, but he still loves you. So when God looked down and saw all of this, um, like murder and uh, murder and lying and all that, he was sad. Like, he was like, you're disappointing me. Like, I created you, and I spent all this time. Like we were talking about Exodus 20. <laughs> um, but he loves you no matter what. Like, he's always going to be there. Like, yeah. like, like, um, like the song for, for King Country, the God Only Knows song. God, God only, only knows, knows what you've you been through. God only knows what to say. Uh, God only uh. knows really. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty much that's pretty much talking about this verse. Like huh. that's cool. I like that. We we are still God's pleasant planting, the garden of his delight. And let's act like it. Let's be 
let's be people that work with God and, um, you know, embody his commands and his, his way of life so that we would be people who, you know, look like the kind of garden and act like the kind of garden, bear the kind of fruit, yield the kind of grapes that God intended for us to do rather than, you know, having a bunch of sour grapes. I don't want to be sour grapes. Do you? No. Yeah. Either. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining in our podcast today. Go in peace. Let's work with God to become the kind of vineyard, the kind of garden that uh, God is proud of. You know, let's let's uh, be good group team members, and uh, and let's live according to God's law. Go in peace, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.